Also, uh, one of Arani's favorite tunes. It's specifically to be done at this time of night, between 10 and 12 at night. Hare Krishna.
Yeah. 
Hey, Ramo, Ramo, 
कृष्णा पौधे कृष्णा 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 पौधे पौधे पौधे
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, 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 Rama,
session we'll continue with the last part of canto 5 which we could not cover this is about uh, being instructed by jarbara so i remember somebody had asked somebody asked a question in the bhagavatam class that uh, why was there a need for uh, uh, i think it was his grace mohanrupa prabhu asked this question to his son as gopal krishna swamaraj guru maharaj that uh, uh it is mentioned in the fifth canto that the deer uh, which was basically bharat maharaj reborn uh was actually taking the names of the lord when he left his body now it is it is not just uh, it is it is it's not a normal departure even human beings cannot remember uh, the lord at the time of death and they are anesthetic so then you have uh, an animal who actually so called animal body person animal body its soul uh taking the names of the lord so then you would expect that uh, uh he would uh, straight away go back to god what is the need because anybody remembers anta kalecha mameva smaran muktwa kaleva so whoever leaves the body ideally that is what it should have been but still he was born in a brahmin family Now, how does it work? So, one of the main things that have been brought out is that uh, uh, Bharat Maharaj had to eventually instruct uh, King Rahugana. Dhan Krishna Prabhu, Hare Krishna. Dhan Prabhu, yes. is your ticket confirmed oh okay it's tomorrow okay can we meet after say 1 hour because i am in i am in the middle of a class okay you can give me but i won't be able to discuss anything right now already i am interrupting my class because it's your number as i picked up the call I said after one hour, that's it. You are here, na? So anyway, you're leaving day after. You can pay me by evening or something. Because you have to pay me in the evening. Because tomorrow morning I'm leaving. I'm going out of town tomorrow morning. So then you know you can after one hour we can meet. Okay, boss. Thank you. Sorry, this is arranged for some tickets for devotees in Russia. So, uh, this is about uh, King Rahugana. He was going to hear a discourse at Kapila Muni Ashram. He was moving from the province of uh, Sindh, modern-day Sindh. 
He was going from that area. And he was going towards uh, Kapilamuni's ashram, which is like way towards the other side, from the eastern side. Uh, so it's practically like a cross. And uh, he was uh, pushing his uh, uh, followers, his assistants, to carry the palanquin and move faster. So they were obviously going slow, and then on the way, they wanted more help. So they saw a very well-built person standing there, and uh, uh, he was also enrolled or engaged by these people in serving the Lord. Hey, you come, come and help, like that kind of stuff. And Jad Bharat, because he was uh, uh, he was like practically like deaf and dumb, he would not speak anything. So, uh, but he was very very able-bodied. He could see that. Uh, he was very able-bodied and therefore he could have lifted the palanquin. That's what they thought. Now because, but because Jad Bharat was such an advanced soul that he did not want to hurt even the ants which were on the uh, floor when they were going. So, like, you know, like, uh, it's mentioned by Sri Vaishnavas, three things. I mean, some of you may, un I don't know if there's anybody on this group who understands Tamil, I don't think so. Let me see. No, there's no Tamilians. So there are three things they say, the Sri Vaishnavas say. One is... Uh, Ranganathan Nadai. Ranganathan is Ranganathan. Nadai means walk. So when they take him on a palanquin, you see it's so beautiful. You can just check it sometime on the net. They go to the left and then they go to the right. Like this, they take the law. So it's called Ranganathan Nadai. Then Varadarajan Kodai. Varadarajan is in Kanchipuram, Lord's form. Varadaraja means the great uh, grantor of benedictions. So Varada whom he gives, and he's a king of those who give Vara benedictions. So his umbrella is very royal and regal. So there's Kodai. Kodai means umbrella in uh, Tamil. And then there's a Balaji in Udai. Balaji is Venkatra, Venkateshwara, Lord Venkateshwara of Tirupati. And his dress, his dress is very, very opulent, gorgeous. So these are three things that are uh, glorified. But what I wanted to say was Rangara, uh, Ranganathan Nadai, the way they move with the Lord on the palanquin. So, uh, uh, so similarly, this palanquin was moving somewhat to the left and somewhat to the right. And it was obviously, the, if you're sitting inside a palanquin, as it is, it is very bouncy. Somebody takes you on the, uh, you know, people carry you and, they, and you move around. It's very bouncy. And especially when some one of the one side of it is tilted, like you know, because every time uh, Jadabharat would step on the floor, he would watch out whether I'm stepping on any ant or not. This is so advanced. Vaishnava Paradukhi Dukhi. Vaishnavas don't want to hurt, as they say, even an ant. And uh, we have this example in the case of Mragari also. Uh, after Narada Muni had uh, rectified his. Uh, lower nature by telling him that you know, if you you will have to suffer for these misdeeds if you uh, sadistically half kill animals and leave them like that so so then he gave up uh, hunting as a vocation and he this um, just depended on his guru's mercy so that things would just come to him uh, and so uh, the next time Narada Muni came to see him while offering, after offering obeisances, he took some time to come to him because he was just trying to avoid the ants. 
So that's the level which the Vaishnava's mercy grows to. So here, Jada Bharata was similarly avoiding the ants and so the palanquin was moving this way or that way. So Ravagana just got on and uh, he sort of chastised uh, uh, him uh, with very, very sharp words. He was, uh, he used words like, you know, oh, you must be very weak, very sarcastic. You must be very weak. You're so weak. That, must, that is why you're not able to. So, because obviously he's very well, well built. So he is taunting uh, Jada Bharata and things like that. So, and then of course, uh, he, he just said that I am the king, I command you to do it, that kind of a stuff. He so took two angles. So Jada Bharata was of course, he initially tolerated the insults. Um, and they say, and then he opened his mouth gradually. They say a man's intelligence is known when he starts talking. So, so Jarabharada very calmly replied, Oh king, your sharp words and punishments relate to the body, but I am spirit soul. So sometimes I wonder, you know, people make fun of my body weight. So I, I get very upset from, from childhood. They call it body shaming in the media. Somebody says, Oh, you're fat, fat, like that. So I feel I feel very embarrassed sometimes. But then on the other hand, if you understand you are a spirit soul, it doesn't make a difference to you. You're any one, whether it's me or you, we are all one the same size, one by 10,000, the tip of a hair. This is just the covering. So when we understand that we are at a spirit soul platform and that uh, everything else is external, it's like somebody saying that your dress is dirty. It doesn't make a difference to you, the dress is dirty. So it's, it's quite similar to that. So Bajara Brother is saying, as, as such, none of this pertains to me. He's saying that I will punish you and all that. So nothing pertains to me, me as in within courts. Also, you are king, I am servant. These are temporary designations, just a matter of time. Men just get changed. So, uh, whether it's you or me, we are all subservient to material nature. We are all under nature. So, they are the ones who control. We are subject to their punishments and chastisements through the nature. So then what is the question? Your punishment will be just like beating a dead horse. A horse that is already dead. So it's already punished by nature, so to say. So then he, you know, still he continued carrying the palanquin. So then Rahuguna was very, very astonished. Uh, but this wonderful words of wisdom from somebody. So he then immediately got on from the palanquin and offered obeisances. So he understood that he was standing in front of a great personality. This is the, again the other thing. I mean, uh, those who are advanced uh, spiritualists or those who are serious spiritualists, they uh, may make mistakes, but they immediately rectify themselves or they show the willingness and the courage to try to rectify themselves. So he immediately got on and then said he understood that he was uh, in, the, in the presence of a great soul. So he gave up the pride of being a king. He offered obeisances. He immediately fell flat at the feet of uh, uh, Bharat Maharaj and he begged for his forgiveness. He said, who are you? You move about unknown to others. I'm not afraid of Indra's thunderbolt, Shiva's trident or Yamaraja's punishment, fire, sun, wind or weapons. But I'm afraid of offending a Brahmana. Are you a learned Brahmana wandering in disguise? So, Gauranga Darshan Prabhu says that the greatest fear in the material world is for um, cause of fear is that of Vaishnava Bharat. 
And so, why? Because it displeases Krishna a lot. As it is, we have enough problem because of our karma. But on top of that, if you offend Vaishnavas, you displease Krishna. So, it is like you have you have a big headache and on top of that, you shout at uh, your uh, boss's favorite employee or your boss's secretary. Then what happens? Things become very, very difficult for you. So the boss will, as they say, take your happiness. <laughs> so it's just like that. On top of that, Krishna, Vaishnava is so dear to Krishna. So, so it displeases Krishna a lot. And so then Rahugana then asked about various things, spiritual and uh, philosophical subject matters. Then, of course, Jada Bharata also confirmed to him that mind is the cause of all the entanglement in this world. Uh, he says, when the mind is absorbed in sense gratification, it brings about conditional life and suffering. But when the same mind is detached from enjoyment, it leads to liberation. Uncontrolled mind is the greatest enemy of the living entity. One has to neglect it and conquer it with the weapon of service to the lotus feet of Guru and Krishna. One cannot realize the Absolute truth by sacrifices, renunciation, Vedic study, austerities, and so on. Ravugana, uh, Tapasa, something, that's how it goes. That's what the exact shloka. Harihara, you can look up the shloka and post it. It says, it ends with Vina Mahatpada Rajabhishekam. That's how it goes. See, without the dust from the lotus feet of Vaishnavas, Mahat means uh, great devotee of the Lord. This may use the dust of the lotus feet of uh, Krishna's devotees, then uh, one can realize the absolute truth. So, by detachment from matter and attachment to devotees, one gains a sword of knowledge by which one can cut the illusion. To cut the illusion, you need the sword of knowledge. How do you get the sword of knowledge? By detachment from matter and attachment to devotees. Then, uh, Jada Bharata goes on to reveal. What was his identity uh, in the past life? Uh, previously, I was a king called Bharata, he says. I was fully engaged in the Lord's service, but was thwarted in my goal due to affection for a deer. Thus, I became a deer. Thus, I became a deer in the next life, but I couldn't remember my previous life, even in the deer body due to my past service to Krishna. This you must remember. So, when Bharat Maharaj actually became a deer, it was not just because of his karma. Krishna was finishing of whatever little reactions were left for him. He wanted to uh, remove whatever offenses he had because he neglected his spiritual practices because a deer became dear to him, as I say. He, deer was very dear to him. D-E-E-R became D-E-A-R to him. And we all may have our own deer, something that is dear to us. So we have to see from Bharat Maharaj's life that whatever is dear to us should not make us neglect our spiritual life and our spiritual practices. That is very, very critical. So, uh, he says that because of his affection for a deer, he was thwarted in his uh, uh, in his life life's goal. So, therefore, after becoming a deer, he could remember the previous birth by the Lord's mercy uh, because of his service. And because he feared material association, He's an amazing deer. He just wandered around unnoticed. He went to uh, Pulasti Ashram, I think. Uh, he was there all the time. Pulaha Ashram, sorry, I think. 
so then uh, jada brother spoke about an allegorical forest of uh, material enjoyment he spoke about the story the story of a merchant who wanders in the forest basically like a conditioned soul entering into the material uh, world um, then he was tormented by owls plunderers ghosts etc that's like selfish family society so on so forth so then uh, he made him understand the whole thing and then he clarified it out further also raghunath said that i don't understand clarify this further so he's an amazing communicator so after all that so then raghunath thanked him for uh, his instructions on the science of the soul and then jadabrada continued uh, his wanderings wherever he was wandering and finally he attained perfection that is what is mentioned so the key take home from this is it is only in the association of exalted devotees there is one is enlightened about the real purpose of life sadhu sangha is the birthplace of bhakti so you should be very clear on that that uh, we'll be able to worship the supreme lord and uh, uh, develop the attraction for him purely because of the association of devotees bhakti su bhakta sangha na parijayate is by association of devotees that uh, we get uh, devotion krishna bhakti janma mula hai sadhu sang the root of bhakti is sadhu sangha association of devotees so we should find out a way how we can associate more and more with devotees and thus uh, uh, cut our material attachment detachment from matter and attachment to the lord happens lot by the association of vaishnavas so with that we complete the fifth canto review from overview from this bhagavat pravaha in try i think i had a presentation let me see if i can share Okay, is the screen visible now? Yes, Prabhu ji. So uh, this comes in the fifth canto of some chapters ten to fourteen. It's a very long conversation. So we'll just try to rush through a few of it. Mm. So this in the tenth chapter, so you can see how Jada Bharata is trying to avoid the ants. He's standing right in front, well built and bearded and all that. And I. interestingly i have seen in all these paintings if somebody gets angry and is negative then they show his face face also like that is a face look see raghunath's face looks very negative right now it's like very cruel kind of face and uh, 
So you've been carried on a palanquin. I'm sure the palanquin was more opulent than this. So the breakup is uh, in the in the tenth chapter, the first eight shlokas. Rahugana chastises uh, compassionate Jadabharata. Why compassionate? Because he was trying to avoid the ants also. Then Jadabharata replies to him, and uh, Rahugana humbly submits that you know I'm sorry kind of thing. And then Rahugana asks further questions. Eventually, got instructed by him, practically accepted him as his guru. Uh, so the palanquin leader engaged uh, Jarabharata forcibly and because he was compassionate to ants he moved uh, erratically he said the problem is not with us the problem is with this new man who joined our team they complained to Raghavana so he spoke very angrily and sarcastically but Jarabharata continued and then palanquin shook again he said are you dead how could you disregard your master's order I will punish you these were the exact words so then Jadabharata was at the Brahma Buddha stage, he smiled and responded. So very interesting. Raghunath's chastisement is, are you dead despite of life? He says, yes, I am not this body. Fatness, thinness, etc. apply to the body but not the soul. And everybody's body changes also. Do you not know that I am your master? These positions are temporary, only conventions. We'll punish you for your disobedience. I am self-realized, acting like a madman. Even punishing a madman is beating a dead horse. So he says, I am carrying this palanquin because I am trying to destroy my own prarabdha karmas, whatever is limited. Continue. So then Rahugana begs for forgiveness and says, who are you? Whose son are you? Where are you from? Are you the Supreme Lord? I am not afraid of anything except offending a Brahmana. Now I am very, very powerful shloka. Naham Vishanke Surajava Vajran Na Treksha Shulan Trayaksha Shulan, that is Shiva's trident. Suraraja Vajran, that is Indra's thunderbolt. Na Yamasya Dandat, Yamas Danda, that uh, staff of death. Na Agni, Arka, Soma, Anila. All these, I'm not scared of fear, sun, moon, wind, etc. Vitta Pastra Change, Rusham, Brahma, Kulavam, Anath. So he says that Brahma Kula Avamanath, insulting a son, Brahmana, son of a Brahmana, somebody in the Brahmana, that is um, the thing that I'm most scared of. I think your influence is hidden. Why are you wandering like a dullard? I can't understand your words. He says, uh, You represent Lord Kabila because he was going to hear from Lord Kabila. I am attached to family life, seeing enlightened, seeking enlightenment from you. I think it's seeking, not seeing. What is the most secure shelter in this world? He asks. Now, Jadabharada. This is again a reply. Rahugana questions Jadabharada on each of his response. When Jadabharada said, I am not this body, Rahugana is asking the question. Although the soul is not the body, but still you feel fatigue, uh, fatness, thinness, etc., do not apply to the soul, but fatness, etc., are felt by the soul. Like when you boil the milk, uh, or you boil and, and add some rice, the rice gets boiled. Uh, this positions of master, servant, etc. are only conventions. So Raghuna is saying, but they can't be untrue in this world. 
and the king's duty is anyway to punish the disobedience. So how do I expect? So, I mean, self-realize, etc., etc. For that, Raghunath's answer questions are: Is uh, engaging in occupational duty will lead to sinful acts being diminished? So, therefore, your words are looking like contradictory. So, please let me overcome this sin of Vaishnava Prat. Please show me your mercy. So, we should always be conscious of this. If you offend a Vaishnava, we should try to serve him, please him, glorify him, and uh, even seek punishment from him. It's a uh, convention, which is very good. Uh, Aparada can destroy even great personalities like Shiva, he's saying. Although we don't have any explanation, we don't have any example for that. I at least don't have. And then Jadabharata starts instructing. It almost looks like a Mayapur land. No? What is here in the background? You can see the TOVP coming up. So, 11th chapter, first, Vedas are, he says, Vedas are for the less intelligent. So, Vedas may say many things. Uh, the point is, mind is the cause of all entanglement. And the functions of the mind, he explains. Uh, liberated souls response to the material world. And then how conditioned souls are delivered from illusion. So, he talks about all that to King Rahogana. So, just like Krishna tells Arjuna, Prajna Vadam Sabhashase, speaking like an intelligent man, you are grieving for that which is not worth grieving. So here also, similar to that, Bajadabharata is telling him, although speaking like a learned man, you are akovida. Kovida means uh, uh, intelligent man. Not a virus. Um, second is uh, the Vedas. He talks about the Vedas. The Vedas don't talk much about the absolute truth. They are filled with knowledge of uh, the household life. And because people, most people are not qualified for knowledge about the absolute truth. Uh, so, he's saying, although an excellent source, Vedas are insignificant to bring about direct knowledge of the absolute truth. Like Krishna says, Trigunya Vishaya Veda, Nistrigunya Bhava Arjuna. And then he says, mind is the cause of entanglement. The mind contaminated by the three modes. Continues to engage a man in pious and impious activity through senses. And as it engages in sinful activities because of the mind's sinful impressions, the jiva enters transmigrating from higher to lower species. Like you know, Maneva Manishanam Karanam Bandhamokshayo. The mind creates samsara and liberation both. If there is a lamp with a charred wick, it will lead to smoky flame. A lamp with a fresh ghee-ridden wick will lead a bright flame. So it's the same thing. Uh, samsara and liberation. So, the mind uh, experiences sense objects through karmendriyas, jnanendriyas and ahankara. Thus, it has 11 transformations. 
I have a colleague who is giving a, I have a friend who is giving a class in the next room and he is asking the audience, Ab sabse hai, please apna video start kar dein. Of course, I, I am not so qualified to ask my <laughs> uh, students to start their video. I have only asked about 10 times in the last uh, <laughs> one month. So now I have given up asking. Ab sab at least I will show my face. Um, so I think it's very disrespectful, honestly. I'm sorry for saying, but I think it's very disrespectful to just uh, not give the video on. But I am fine. It's your choice. I don't want to enforce and discipline on grown-up people. But just imagine if... Uh, your spiritual master were delivering a lecture for a class and would you actually stop the video or not? And if some any any speaker is actually the spiritual master's representative. So anyway, I, I told you what I had to say. Then each one of you has your own constraints as well. So I leave you leave you with that. Very interestingly, he talks about the Ankara having two uh, sense objects. Aham, Mameti. Mama is possessiveness and Aham, the, what he thinks is the body. So these are the two sense objects for the Ahankara. So then, Dravya, Sobhava, Ashaya, Karma and Kala. So these are the material causes. Because of this, the mind has 11 transformations. 11 transformations arise because of the five karmendriyas, five jnanendriyas and one ahankara. Uh, but because of the super soul, presence of the super soul, the mind gets even many more transformations. Not because of all these material elements, but because of the presence of the supreme soul. Whereas as a liberated soul, he impartially sees the transformations of the mind and does not identify those transformations and enjoys them. So, like, uh, on the one hand, your Bhogeshwarya Prasaktanam Tayaparata Chetasam Vivasayatmega Buddhi Samatana Vidyate. So, one knows. Uh, got buddhi yogam, who's practicing buddhi yogam, who's got the real intelligence, purified intelligence. He will never engage in sense gratification, acts of sense gratification. Yehi samsparsha ja bhoga dukha yonaya evate na adhyata vantu kaunteya nateshu ramate buddhaha. Right from the beginning to end, uh, sense objects, in, in contact with the sense objects, one may try to enjoy, but they are all distressful from the beginning to end. So therefore, the intelligent person does not rejoice in them. Bhoga, in terms of material sense enjoyment, he doesn't. So that's what is mentioned here, does not identify with those transformations. So then, he talks about the liberated soul as a response to the material world. 
He understands that the Lord is the object of the meditation of the liberated souls. Just like the air is all pervading, Vasudeva is also all pervading. And how conditions are, conditions also delivered from the illusion. So, as long as the Jeeva does not know about the Lord, conquer the Shadripus, Kamakrota Loba, Mohamada Matsarya, as long as he doesn't come to the platform of self-realization, then he will keep transmigrating. So then one removes Maya and uh, knowledge of the truth, uh, knowledge of the truth of the Lord has appeared. Then the mind is not attached to some sense objects. So how do you conquer the mind? One is neglect. So you must uh, post this verse. Uh, Vivek Prabhu, you can post this verse, 11.17. 5 5.11.17. 5th canto, 11th chapter, 17th shloka. How to conquer? post this shloka, translation and purport. First is to neglect or divert the attachment from sense objects. And by the weapon of bhakti and attentive service to Guru and Lord. So then Jada Bharata instructs further in the 12th chapter. Raghunath thanks Jada Bharata. He asks further questions. Jada Bharata establishes the falsity of material world. Uh, then Jada Bharata establishes that the Lord's qualities, his abode and bhakti are true. And then Jada Bharata reveals his history. So Jadabharata is glorified by Rahugana that your words are like medicine or nectar for fever and cooling waters for scorching heat. I'm so sorry, I'll have to take this call. Hare Krishna Sarvam Prabhu. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he called me. I was just finishing my online class. I said, we'll meet in one hour, I told him. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's fine. Thank you. This is big help. Right time. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Hare Krishna. So, you don't have much time, so I'm just coming to. When I have time, you don't have. Because I've already taken a lot of your time. You started late. You're behind by a lot of time. So Jadavarada talks about the falsity of the material world. He saying it is adharma to force citizens to I mean, they are engaged without mercy. Actually, but Madhvacharya when he was traveling um, um, through I think Maharashtra probably at that time there was a king there there was no water in that land and so he was engaging everyone forcibly to dig water dig for water but Madhvacharya himself very intelligently engaged the king king himself to dig for the well and then finally water came also and then the king was also very pleased he was uh, offering Madhvacharya his kingdom or something like that 
So the point is, um, if you're a leader, you should not forcibly engage your dependents into service mercilessly. That is adharma. When I talked about the illusory nature of the conventional world, seeing the living entities, they come into the uh, come from the earth and disappear into the earth, but the earth exists in name only because it can be resolved in atomic particles that are unreal. Very interestingly, he says, everything is made of maya, characterized by dravya, subhava, mana, kala and karma. The divisions of fine, big, conscious, unconscious, skinny, fat, etc. So it's all material. But then what is the truth? Beyond the gunas. That which delivers liberation, that which is non-dual or advaita. It pervades all the three stages, Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan, which is the Vasudeva Stiti. Bhagavan, Janmana, Mante, Janavan, Prabhupada, Vasudeva Sarvam, Iti Mahatma, Sam Mahatma, Sujarlam. How do you attain that Vasudeva? It cannot happen through austerities or sacrifice, but shelter of bhakti and bathing in the dust of pure devotees. So, uh, um, Harira, this is the verse number 12, 5-12-12. Vina Mahatpada Raja Vishayam, 5-12-12 onwards. You there? Yes, Prabhuji, I posted, Prabhuji. Oh, you already posted, well done. So, how does the devotees association help? Because, you know, it... it uh, as it says, Vasudeva Katharuchi, Shushul Shas Radhadana Vasudeva Katharuchi is mentioned in the first canto. So, this is similar like that, um, constantly talking about the qualities of the Lord that produces the pure thoughts of Vasudeva. Then, Jadabrada reveals its history, this we already mentioned. Uh, so, this is again very good shloka. Uh, you can make a note of this. Uh, this shloka and the other two shlokas I said, Vivek Prabhu. Watch the shloka I told you, the shloka I told Harira, and the, this shloka. These uh, can go into the notes further. So you'll have to keep updating those notes that they have compiled. And uh, you'll give it tomorrow, you said, no? You said today, but I will. Today, Prabhu. Yeah, but I, I am late. I know. So I am trying to protect you by saying you'll give it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Today only. Today morning I was supposed to give, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm working on it, so yeah, yeah. I thought that I'll you send you it before the class, but I'm late. You can add these verses also. Be nice. Hmm. Uh, Nyana sine heva vivikna moha. Harim Tadiha Katana Shutabhyam Labdhas Murder Yat Adiparam Adhvanaha Adiparam Adhvanaha. So then he talks about the forest of material enjoyment. Tasman Naro Asanga Susanga Jata Jnana Sine Haiva Vivrutna Mohaha Harim Tadiha Katana Shutabhyam Labdhas Murder Yat Adiparam Adiparam Adhvanaha. Looks very scary, eh? <laughs> this particular painting. This is a merchant who is lost in the forest of material enjoyment. You can see all those ferocious beasts on the tree. You have owls and lions and jackals and gorillas, and snakes. Even it, it looks like a 
your ghosts in the background also almost looks like so then jadabrada gives his allegory to rahugana and then in the 14th chapter shukadev goswami explains this allegory to parishit maharaj the merchant in the forest is compared to he has articles to sell but he suffers and uh, what is that it's fundamentally the the condition soul the condition soul who does this he has this uh, six senses which means it includes the mind that leads to transmigration and suffering but i think they talked about uh, five senses and ahankara so let's just check the various plunderers they try to catch you these are the uncontrolled senses and there are jackals and wolves they basically family members and uh, it's an imaginary palace phantasmagoria there is a mind's false vision what it creates and you have blood sucking mosquitoes as basically low class men ghosts are also there in some forests these are the material deserts can anybody say why the desires are compared to ghosts at a very very basic level without studying the book why are desires compared to ghosts rekha guruji i'll try for you yeah uh, like ghosts do not have a body to fulfill their desire yeah likewise even if you try to fulfill her desire it will just increase it cannot actually get fulfilled so basically they are latent they don't have a gross form desires are present only in subtle form yes sir they are not yet fructified so uh, eyes blinded by dust in the forest that is basically desire for uh, possessions uh sorry i i didn't read the last point illicit sex uh it's basically is observed by the demigods karmana devanetrena jantate hopapatate striya pravishta udana pumsoreta anashraya so somebody may engage in illicit sex not thinking uh, thinking that nobody is watching but the demigods are watching in fact there is uh, it is mentioned in the scripture that one should not bathe the uh, without clothes should have some cloth on while you're bathing otherwise you're offending the personality of water personality the directions etc sounds of the cricket owl etc basically enemies and the government very scary are impious trees impious trees are they don't have any flowers or fruits these are basically wealthy men they don't give you any support go to them for a loan they will not give you 
It's a mirage. What's a mirage? Is it sense gratification? Again, very similar to what we discussed. And there's a shallow river, like there's a Falgu Nadi, it is mentioned. Falgu River, it's hardly... You can only choke uh, to death by if you're standing upside down in the river. Otherwise, no way. Pseudo-gurus are like that. So you want to dive into the river, you'll hurt yourself. So Pseudo-gurus are like that. Forest fire, samsara dhavanala, is basically family life. Yakshas, Yakshas are government officials. Details we can study later when you study the particular chapter. But these are comparisons. Temporary relief in Gandharva city. That is, uh, you know, dreamy happiness. Those kind of things. Reappearance of forefathers. Sometimes they may appear also, but we derive happiness by these kind of thoughts. That so and so has died, has not appeared. He climbs a hill, it's basically, you know, to escape from all this in one sense, he climbs a hill, but these are household ceremonies, like, you know. Uh, and then he's angry on the family. I remember giving a class on this. Python, he sleep. So those of you who are really sleeping a lot, you are, you are swallowed by the Python of time. I wonder what kind of photo is this. I got really scared. Who got this photo? Snake bites. They're basically enemies. Reaction. Antakupa, dark well. He's a troubled heart. If somebody searches for honeys and bees bite and honey is also stolen. So you engage in illicit sex. The king may punish and others will enjoy your property. Then Adi Daivika Klesha and Adi Bhautika Klesha. Basically, the threefold miseries and the money transactions, cheating, etc. They borrow steel to make money and face insults also. So you don't have anything and yet you also get, get insults and disrespect. Divorce between husband and wife. The giving of the dead, accepting the bond, no interest in spiritual life. When great warriors fail, I and mine, that's the thought. So, creeper, wife is uh, compared to a creeper. Time is the form of lions, vultures and herons, cranes, the bogus gurus. Cranes to swans to monkeys. Pseudo-Samis, Brahmanas and Shubras. There are other animals present there. So it's pretty explanatory. I don't want to just read it. You can read by yourself. So, Yalla Bedam Tad Brahmat Brahmat Brahmaratu Paryatha. 
Somebody keeps wandering up and down in the material verse. Oh, life is miserable. Bhakti is the only way out. So, Jalabhada is telling Ravana, you are also a victim. So, please take up this sword of knowledge and cut the hard knot of illusory. So, Ravana is saying, without devotee association, life is useless. And, Avamatra Sadhu Sange, Nakhyat Bhutan to Charana Charanabir. And then, of course, uh, the sages they glorify Jadabharata and saying that others may also try to imitate him, his activities, but nobody can imitate him. It's like a fly imitating Garuda. Jadabharata gave up his attachment just like stool came up. It's so difficult to give up. But Krishna said he gave up everything, even, even liberation. And uh, Jadabharata's prayer when giving him the body is there. So, uh, I think Vikas Prabhu, you can post that prayer. 1445, 1445. Okay, Prabhu. Bharat Maharaj's prayer while giving up the body. So the Shrutifal is given. One who hears and chants about Bharat Maharaj, he achieves all blessings spontaneously. Life, long life, wealth, fame, heaven, liberation. Without depending on everyone, anyone else. So I think we covered the substantial ground today on Bhagavad Prabhava. Let us uh, any questions you can ask now because we're already running late. Hare Krishna, Dhanvatnam Prabhuji. Prabhuji, you explained about Vaishnava Prada in today's class. Prabhuji, yeah. I found that uh, when we do some service together, Prabhuji, sometimes we have difference in opinions. So that time we do Vaishnava Prada. So how to safeguard oneself from this? Well, one thing is to, uh, a few things that you can do as preparation on understand your own triggers. What drives you crazy. So be clear about your triggers. And uh, Brahmacharya especially is important to avoid those situations which will... says, one who wants seriously to advance in spiritual life must guard himself against situations or persons uh, who may uh, be risky for one's spiritual life. So those situations one has to avoid cautiously. One, look for the triggers. Two, um, have uh, the good fences make good neighbors. So you keep that in mind and uh, you fix uh, your have a role clarity before you get into service. Second point is to have role clarity. And I wanted to post this, what we discussed, no? Um, second thing is to have role clarity in terms of uh, 
um, what service you're going to render and what will be the role vis-a-vis -vis the other person. Third thing is you should have a clear line of accountability to your authority. And you should be following uh, authority spiritually. You should consult before taking critical decisions. Fourth thing is to uh, remember Amanitvam, Adambitvam. The elements of knowledge, Krishna uses this word twice. Just open 13.8. So the first point is, point is humility, second point is pridelessness. Now it's not over. You go a little further down. Uh, Krishna further says absence of false ego. So just see out of these so many elements of knowledge, I think Krishna gives, uh, I don't know the number exactly, probably 20 elements or something of knowledge. I forgot. Uh, he talks about pridelessness thrice in different form. Humility, amanitvam, adambitvam, and uh, what's the other word given here for? Uh, anahankaraha. Three words he uses. All pertain to pridelessness. So you, you must see yourself as the beginning of all conflicts in team situations. In all team situations, you must see yourself as the beginning of all conflicts and try to, therefore, uh, take a humble position. It's very, very difficult. So, therefore, Trinadapi Sunichana, you have to keep practicing. And above all, this will happen. Don't get into hardcore services without completing your sadhana. If your mind is disturbed, don't get into critical services at that time. Go always with a full stomach and... <laughs> Have nice prasadam and complete your 16 rounds before you get into critical services. It's a very practical thing. Otherwise, you know, and have good six hours sleep so that you're not irritable. Then what happens is then you are, uh, you are, you are taking care of all the basic stuff. Um, and if you have channeled your 16 rounds, then you'll be at a reasonably good level of consciousness. If you're a good level of consciousness, your basic physical needs and mental needs and emotional needs are taken care and you are consciously trying to develop a mood of humility. Uh, you know your role uh, and you know what to avoid and what not to avoid. In terms of situations. As a combination of all this, you'll be able to work with people. And above all, Prabhupada's instruction that really your love for me will be shown by how you cooperate among yourself. So cooperation is not something that has to come because you want to do it. Cooperation is something that you have to do because Prabhupada wants it. You're doing it to please Prabhupada. So even if, if, if suppose you love someone, you'll be willing to sacrifice things for them. So quite similarly, Prabhupada has given us everything. If we have to represent him favorably and appreciably, then we will need to do some sacrifice with our basic nature. Another point is to have a regular feedback sessions with friends and uh, senior Vaishnavas about your behavior patterns and triggers and keep a log of that and finally develop a culture of appreciation and respect consciously glorify devotees 
as they say, catch people doing the right things. Consciously go out and appreciate people. Somebody leads Kirtan, say, tell them how well, how good it was, how you liked it. Be genuine, they will know. Like Mahaprabhu says, by the same mouth that uh, spewed venom, you should uh, drink voice, uh, drink uh, nectar. By the same mouth that offended a Vaishnava, you should glorify. So the converse of that is to consciously glorify Vaishnava all the time. Then, then you can avoid the Vaishnava. And when you say Vancha Kalpa Tarubhyasya, don't do push-ups. Consciously chant the mantra from the heart. Otherwise, it is just gymnastics exercise. I've given you, I think, eight or ten points. There may be many more. And be honest, be, be open to feedback. Be open to feedback so that if somebody tells you you have to correct yourself, thank you very much for your feedback. Let me work on it. Let me contemplate on it and work on it, and I will see. I am sorry you felt bad. This is what it is. Is that fine, Arya? Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Yes, Prabhuji. So, Prabhuji, further on to Harihara Prabhu's question, if someone offends us, or if we don't like about, you know, about a particular topic that we are on, then we can also act like Jad Bharat. We can just keep mum and just don't react to it. Is it good or not? It's not practical for us because we will not be able to. I remember some 10-15 years back, there was a, an advertisement on TV. I, I just... That time I was in, uh, staying uh, outside the temple. I had not just joined uh, full time. So my family was uh, watching some stuff, and those days, occasional I also used to watch before I joined the temple fully. Uh, sometimes, you know, things happen because I used to work in the newspaper industry also. So you try to keep track of things. And all of a sudden, this particular somebody shared this ad with me. That uh, I think there are a bunch of gangsters are trying to dump a dead body. So they see a dwarf standing there, and the guy suddenly starts ba 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 like you know, it's like a mute person. But after they dump the body, as just as they're about to leave, this guy suddenly says, "Bhai sahab, aapka lace khula hai." And so then they will stare at him, and the music changes as if you know, like next will be him. So they, it is basically chewing a mad or something. It says that keep your mouth shut. I found that very useful. Like Prabhupada gives an example in the nectar of instruction how the frog keeps croaking and inmates death in the, the snake. So uh, the first quality for a Vaishnava to advance in spiritual life is Vachovegam, controlling the Vachovegam. Controlling the Vachovegam, Prabhupada gives an example that it is not to just Manavrata. Because when we are provoked, we will all respond. Like this ad I gave, talked about. So it's far and more important that whenever we speak, we try to just speak Krishna Katha. Krishna and his service, nothing else. Don't discuss personalities, don't discuss personal views, judgments, etc. Worldly matters. We'll always commit offenses. Like Prabhupada says, a fool is known when he starts talking. So we don't know if we are fools or not. But to keep quiet is also not easy for us. We may end up uh, talking at the wrong time. So far better is therefore to focus on how we can uh, talk more about Krishna. That's positive engagement. Glorifying Krishna and Vaishnavas is the best uh, option. Is that fine, Mantaji? Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you. Thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you, Prabhuji
Yes, Prabhuji. And if it's related to seva, then Prabhuji? Definitely related to seva, sadhana everywhere. During japa, better not to talk. But uh, if there is some service and some senior version was asking a question, you don't you know, do ati bhakti. Right? So you have to reply. Okay. Seva, sadhana, sadhachar, all situations. We'll take one more question, then we'll wind up. Okay, there's no questions. I'll be in Kanpur tomorrow. If I'm able to catch you on these signals, then we'll be uh, regular time. We'll have the class at 5 45. Okay, Prabhupada Mataji is Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada.